The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. We don't necessarily know when it's personal. The way that I check if it's personal, if I respond within two seconds of what someone said, it tends to mean, or call it one second, that whatever they've said has hit some part of an old part of my brain with a memory where it can trigger a response. The personal reaction is, that's bullshit. The impersonal reaction is, that's weird, that's, that doesn't feel good. The less I allow myself to feel it and to feel what's going on here, the more I know that there's something going on that I may not be aware of. It's a wonderful chaos, tandem we work to find rest and fight to find peace both head and the heart like a nephew and peace what are we doing here you mean listening to this show where the more that you learn is the less that you know where the wounded are healers and the atheists pray it's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way it's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way it's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way so Today, we are broadcasting from the Beach House Hotel on Zanfordense. Zanfordense, yeah, we are in Zanfordense. And, and this third day of his uh, pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. West coast, this is the third day, 60 kilometers away from Hook van Holland. Yes. And we're going to discuss the one thing that changes everything. It's such a weird title. When I had to read what the hell are we going to talk about, yeah, well, the title of it was something totally different, and yeah. I changed it. The title was Personal versus Impersonal. Yeah. And then I wrote that, and I looked at the title, and I said, Ugh, what, you know, what is this, you know, wh- wh- who cares? Personal versus impersonal. But I realized, I said, why is personal versus impersonal so important? And it dawned on me, well, and it was funny, the words came exactly as I spoke. Oh, this is the one thing that changes everything. Like, that was what I heard uh, come out of my mouth. And, and it's really true. Like, as, I mean, we're going to go into depth, but yeah. principally using this in my own life, I see how it changes and strengthens my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say in my life, my mentor case spent years driving this into me. He, he often, he wouldn't use the word personal versus impersonal. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't say that. I think that's a vernacular that I hear more often today. You're taking that personally, you know, get, you know, stop, stop reacting. You know, it's all, it's all very much judgment of a behavior and, and it's done in a kind of a pejorative way. Mm-hmm. But what he would often do, and you've, you've seen me do it with you even, is that, he would often, when I would use I am statements, I am not good at that. Yeah. I am uh, incapable or, you know, uh, uh, you are. Um, <clears throat> he'd be rigorous, Nazi-like. He was that, that pedantical when it came to using li- language. And he said... Let me get this straight. Yeah. You're going to quote his Nazi-like. He was when, <laughs> when it came to that, for sure. Uh, and what he said... 
and he was really always very clear on this. He said, Andy, the language you use defines how you're interacting with the subject in your brain. Because one might argue, hey, you know, it's just your way of saying it, or if it's just my way of saying it, but he wouldn't allow that. He said, no, the way you speak defines your relationship with that subject. So um, if I said, I, I, I can't do that, he would say, no, you can't say that. All you can say is you see that this is not something you're capable of at the moment. So the, 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 the stress being it's an observation of a state as opposed to a constant belief that this is true. And that was something that he, he spent years. He would correct all my writing whenever I wrote and I would write uh, anything with the I personalized. Then he'd also correct it. He wasn't teaching me as much as forcing me to reflect on the implication of using the words. So I think the, 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 the one who's listening to this may say, you know what, um, he, was, uh, he was trying to instill another belief in you that I am statements are bad. Hmm. But what, what he was actually doing was he was inviting me to look at what I was doing to my brain as I was using these statements to reaffirm things that then would limit my capacity to either learn or grow. And you've seen in our relationship how I've also um, interacted with you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, I think people take this subject for granted, actually. In general, like, it's not something that's really talked about. Well, they, well, they would say, why are you taking this personally? Yeah. So I think in that way it's talked about. Yeah. But I don't think one understands the implications of what's really going on inside of yourself when you're dealing with things, I would like to almost call it more personally or less personally. Because mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is I, as, as people might know, I've spent, spoke about it a few times that I hate the idea that one says, I'm identityless. Like, as soon as you say I'm identityless, then you're also projecting an identity on yourself. So, Which is identity. Yeah, yeah. So, so th there's an absurdity to that. So what I would say is, to what degree is my identity or my ego, whatever the word is I want to use, not completely blind and therefore not, uh, not uh, how would you say, um, not impacting me without my consciousness of how it's impacting me. Mm. And there'll always be parts of ourselves clearly that we don't see. But the degree to which, and this is that same thing when we go to that Carl Jung quote, yeah, it's that it, until we make the unconscious conscious, it'll define our life and we'll call it fate so in some ways the um the in, the the personal is when we are not making the unconscious conscious and then we say why is it that the the men i'm always going out with are such jerks so that would be a personal statement yeah and then then the the impersonal of that would be what is it that's attracting me to these certain types of men. Mm. And so that would be an impersonal statement because now I have all the flexibility to reflect and I don't get stuck in the belief that all these men are jerks. And blaming them. Yeah, clearly, that would be the consequence. So that would be one of those prime examples of how we, if we're not aware of where it gets personal, then we, we again, going back to the Carl Jung quote, we make the unconscious conscious or we don't make the unconscious conscious and then 
Mm -hmm. we call that fate. We say that basically, yes, we're just victims in all this sort of thing. Also, in the example you just gave, if you don't make it personal, uh, at least in my own life, I see that I have more space to investigate what's behind mm. these men not wanting to engage me, for example, mm. and not putting them in one box, because per guy it could be a different context. Yeah. Reminds me, I've just, I remember we had a guest on recently when we talked about anger. I came on, they said, I had anger, and then I asked myself, what's behind the anger? They so, said that. Yeah, they said that. And Who was this? It, was, it wasn't that long ago. It was one of the shows we had. But it was something I've said to you. Remember when, when, when we had our discussions around anger and I said, hey, Bambos, you can no longer let that anger define you. And then you were helpless. And then, and then the, the, the ask, if I said the invitation to you at that moment was, I want you to look what is it behind the anger that you're not able to see yet. Yeah. So that was where the anger was now being allowed to make it make it you're making it more it more impersonal it was one of the toughest things he invited me to do he is like you're not allowed to react to anger from this point on yeah. and i took that <laughs> uh, i took that and i would feel the anger coming up okay I'm, i can't react to it and there was so much pain behind it mm. and, and that completely shocked me like, oh, every time I'm angry, I'm, I'm actually suffering. Yeah. And then I had more compassion. So when people would tell me, oh, um, uh, like, talk to your anger. Mm -hmm. I never understood that statement. But feel what's behind the anger really got me. Mm. Talk to the anger would also, in a way, of course, be another tool to trying to make it impersonal. Yeah, but I, I, it never really uh, mm. worked for me when I would be asked to do that. Yeah, no, I got it. And I guess everyone has their way. Has their has the hook that gets them. The thing that, this is a, uh, a trick, or I would almost want to say, and it's one of the, the fundamental, uh, hardest things to understand about making things impersonal. And I'm going to say it slowly, <clears throat> and I'm going to maybe need to say it twice or three times. But sometimes we need to make it personal so that it becomes impersonal. And I'm going to explain what I mean when I say that. Is that when we're in an argument or there's a frustration with somebody and we don't show the emotion that we're also, that's also there, then we don't make it impersonal in our contact with another. And so what will happen and what I've seen happen is that, and I said, it, I say it on a lot of shows, people will interpret and it'll never be in your favor <laughs> when so, you don't show yourself, when you don't show yourself. <laughs> so the thing is, if I say that in order to make it impersonal, you need to make it personal. People say, well, that makes no sense, but it's a deeper point. In order to make it so that another individual is less likely to interpret your actions, to, to give ill intent to what they see yourself doing, then you actually also can, you don't have to, you can share what it is, that, the reason for what it is that you did, mm -hmm. or the reason why you feel a certain way. 
and that would be making it impersonal. It seems strange. No, no. It, it, the, but how about if someone? How about if someone is judging you for something uh -huh. without having a question? Do you still like? I'm always of my in my mind like, oh, if they don't have a question, then it feels like I'm defending myself. Okay, so let's go just to take it. So, so what you see is that the other person is taking it personally. Yeah. So as soon as they've judged you and they haven't revealed what it is that they observe as an observation that they're actually finding not good, right? If we put a value statement, bad. yeah, then basically what they're doing is they're now judging you and they're making it personal. Yeah. So then the question is, how do you deal with an individual who's making it personal? That would be the, that would be the question. Oh, and that, that would also depend on the context, what kind of relationship I have with the person. Clearly, but there are certain rules, I think. So, so, and we talked about this rule on a, on a, on a prior show, might have been even one of the last shows we did, was that if someone makes it personal and then they're not aware of that, then if I start reacting to them, now I'm only reinforcing a negative pattern because now I take their judgment seriously that they've not investigated and now I'm defending myself against another person's judgment. It, 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 it'll, you're already lost. It, 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 yeah, that, that really is an automatic thing. Yeah. So the only, the only thing I would do is I would invite them, and I wouldn't use this lingo, I wouldn't use a language because it'll confuse them, but I would invite them to see how far they're willing to separate from the belief or the, the thing they think they know. And I, it, it's an invitation so that they can make it less personal. So that would be the, mm. the, and we talked, oh, by the way, now I know we talked about this on the criticism show. Oh yeah. But in the personal world, we basically allow the individual to project onto us and we defend against the thing that we don't like, which means funnily enough, we take it personally. Yeah. So you're giving back what you're receiving. More than that. Interesting. So he, is judging me or she doesn't matter is judging me if i react to that at that moment it means i've taken it personally that's important so the only way out of the trap is to allow them to have that thought and how and you're going to laugh how what what do you need to be at peace with to allow them to be able to project something false onto you with yourself yeah you have to be comfortable with yourself wow uh, so what makes you say that? Like, I'm really curious. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But but the funny thing is, when I've done that, it, and it's not, a, it, and I can't say it's a technique, but it, it is. I'm genuinely curious to see what are they observing in me, and what are they reacting? Because I, they might be seeing something in me that I'm blind to. Sure. So it's an opportunity to explore and get to mm. see myself through someone's eyes, and at the same time. Um, by by them getting to share and seeing that I'm not defending myself, they can relax and we can actually have a, a, a deeper conversation as opposed to reacting. Yeah. Unconscious reaction. Unconscious and, reaction. And, and getting angry and, and yeah. actually creating more of what you don't want. Yeah. Like whatever anyone says of you, you just say it's true. Yeah, my, which got me into trouble. My sister says, Bambo, are you gay? And I'm like, yeah. Bambo, are you gay? I'm like, yeah, I can see why you would say that. <laughs> I, I let her believe it for a week. 
<laughs> she starts setting you up with guys. No, no, she, she saw me uh, with a woman. Are you sure you? <laughs> oh wow, I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily know if that's the thing I was talking about. <laughs> I'm just fine kidding. with me. You can use it, out. but. The point is, well, I mean, well, it's funny, you would laugh. If you had any issue with someone doing that and you defended it, then you were right. Then you, then, then that would be your way of I, making I, peace I, with it. Well, it's also in a way, I don't have any judgment for I know. Day, so. Yeah, exactly. So that, in that way, <laughs> just saying, no, I'm not, would be simple as well, of course. But the, um, the thing that, um, I guess the reason why this, I say, I called it the one thing that changes everything is because... Um, I noticed something of how I navigate the world that changed when I really got this. And, and, I, and I told you a lot of times that I experienced my life kind of as this meditation. Like, I don't even, my thoughts come up. I don't know how seriously I take my own thoughts. They're just thoughts, random things. They come into my head. Like, oh, there's that thought or there's that thought. I don't like attach to the thought and then go down a bad rabbit hole usually. I began to see that I didn't linger in thought. Thoughts came and went. Thoughts came and went. And I would spend years like agonizing over thought. Like my dad and my hatred towards my dad, those thoughts would linger in my head for years. Oof. Or my mom, like those thoughts linger for years. So when I was attaching to the thought and letting it pull me down this negative uh, rabbit hole, what I was seeing is that it, it, it's like all my brain capacity is now lost in this, it's almost like an air function in my brain that keeps it running. Mm. So because I've attached to something that's occupying my brain, that's a negative, maybe fear and anger connected to it, then all of a sudden that's, a, that, that's running in the background. So as I cleared out those open items, I just started being more present with what was going on in the single moments. Yeah. And that was when it became impersonal because if someone says something and it triggers me and, and things will trigger me, it's not that it's not like I'm not triggered, but instead of me reacting to it, I'm like, Oh, that's weird. So the, the personal reaction is that's bullshit. The impersonal reaction is that's weird. That's that doesn't feel good. Or I'm not, I'm not seeing that this is something I want or whatever the feeling is. And then I allow the second reaction, the, that to guide it, which is then less personal. Yeah. So everything that Andy is saying is like what comes to my mind is the last letter, actually. Okay. Because you, you don't talk about it, but you, you're, you're sharing how you're living it. So yeah. but it's not being made explicit. And I would even say one of the reasons I read that book so many times, mm -hmm. it's because that book contributed to me healing my relationship with my mother. Like my mother is a bitch. <laughs> Can you reframe that? Because she, because someone in the family is watching. I, 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 I mean, she, she's quite negative. And oh, okay. When I don't need her to be how I want her to be, mm -hmm. I just love her. Like, there's nothing. Like, even yesterday we had the conversation. She was a bit moody, and it's just a very loving, welcoming interaction. Uh -huh. Like, there's no bitterness, and I'm like, Mom, I wish I could just hug you right now. Uh, so, and in the past. I would hang up the phone feeling so angry I wouldn't want to talk to her, like she messed up my day. Ugh. So when, when I hear people um, having bad relationship to their parents, which is very common still, yeah, I just want them to read the fucking book. Seriously. Yeah. It, it is the way that you deal with your papa and yeah. just seeing his love behind it, even though mm. he was very rational. Mm. 
that for me was like a wake up to seeing love in how my mother behaves. Yeah. And it is love. And her wanting to be loved. Yeah, of course. And her incapacity to receive love. Yeah. But for many years, I projected and I blamed her for having a dysfunctional relationship with her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the... That's the the absurdity I think that we face over and over again is that Mom, I love you. Yeah, I was gonna just say, in case. <laughs> um, is that? I mean, we discussed, of course, expectations are the thing we discussed on the show often. Is that obviously we have an expectation? I always laugh because when I hear someone, I see this once a week. I get one person in my life that says, "But Andy, that's it. a father's supposed to do that. That's what a father does. It's a belief." Yeah, 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 but but it's so subtle and so without that that all of a sudden when that's said, that's what a father is supposed to be. I already know all the issues that person has in their lives. Like as, as soon as someone it projects that there is a persona of a father or a persona of the perfect uh, husband or wife, this is what it's supposed to be. I already know. Oh my God, this individual has got so many issues in their lives. If you guys get this point that he's talking about, like a big chunk of your issues are <laughs> solved. As far as what was solved for you in these issues? Like, what do you? Because I mean, I know you've had a lot of big ticket. I, I had a lot of ideas of how people should be living, eating healthy. Uh, oh yeah! Oh like, my god! Like, oh my god! Once I saw how that wasn't serving me, and just and just allowing everyone to be them. Yeah. If if even in my relationships with women. Yeah. It stopped becoming personal. It was more like, oh, if, if someone is living in a certain way, I mm. get to check in with myself. Can can I love them for for that? And the answer is always yes, actually. And do I can I can I live with that? And yeah. that's not always a yes. And I can still love them. Nice. I like how you shifted it. Can I live with that? Because you remember how we've had discussions in the past. <clears throat> oh my god. No, no, even more recent past. Not not recent. But when you'd say, I don't want them. And as opposed to the, I'm going to invite you to join me, or I'm going to push you away. I, and I, I like, I love how I hear your life shifts very much more to join me here. And if you don't, it's okay. But I don't. Uh, there's no blame either way. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be a less personal way of interacting in the world. Yeah. Because the more personal is, there's something wrong with you, and that's personal. And then the less personal, and, uh, there's something wrong with you, and I get to heighten, elevate myself. Yeah. Of course. And it's just not serving. <laughs> yeah. Or the other way is, this is what I'd like. And of course, you're welcome to join me. And if not, then there's consequences, unfortunately, for or not. It just doesn't make sense. So in that way, there's a beauty to that. Right? There's yeah. just a beauty to that. Sorry, I, someone was yeah, I waving. Saw, I saw our, our fan clubs going by. Um, we should put wonderful Kelsey's being on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, like, the, like the banners of the, yeah. uh, we haven't watched been. live at this moment. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do have to say that big thank you again to you mm. because because of your patience with me, mm. um, I, I do feel that I have healthy relationships with people. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I love is that I also see that you can own your anger and it no longer is this sort of Achilles heel for you. Yeah. It's like you're allowed to say, bullshit, I had enough. And it no longer is coming from this place of reactive. Wounded. It's not, it's not reactive. Yeah. It, it's a, a conscious decision to. Yeah. But there are times still when I see you could make it less personal. Not that you want to though. 
you, you get the choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can make it less personal. Like, like we had. I'm laughing because, hey, man, like it, it's an evolving <laughs> thing. I know, I know. Well, I mean, like okay. we could, we talked about the situation when we had, we talked on the show a, a few days ago when someone wrote you a message when you said, "Listen, um, I can only meet in a very short span of time," and then they took it personally. Yeah, they thought it was against them. And then, and then they wrote back to you. And then, I mean, just to circle, just to make the story quick, you you basically said, "Go screw yourself," right? That was the so the other way, which would also have been owning your 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 state without making it more personal. It's just listen. I understand that you would like to see me more, and I'm really grateful for that. So that's the impersonal. And unfortunately, this is what my time looks like now, right? <laughs> but I mean, but I mean that that that's the less personal, right? But let's agree. And I don't always behave that way. So I'm not telling you. I'm saying is that it's it's just expanding the vocabulary and having more choices as to how we yeah interact interact. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think the this is and, and then when I was thinking about this topic today when we were walking, something hit me was that we don't necessarily know when it's personal. And that's that's really hard. So you mean if someone says something, we don't know if they're if there's. So so it's always like oh, by asking questions, right? Well, what, no, what I'm what, you're, well, there's two things. So there's the technique of how to deal with it when it becomes personal, yeah, or when we're aware that it may be getting personal. And then I'm saying that an individual doesn't even know that it's personal. Oh, so they don't even know it's personal. So in some ways, the way that I check if it's personal is I notice, have I, am I speaking? It's sort of like a two second rule. Like if, if I respond within two seconds of what someone said, it tends to mean, or call it one second, that whatever they've said has hit some part of an old part of my brain with a memory where it can trigger a response. Oh wow! So I know already that th there's something personal in it, and there'll always be something personal. I don't want to <coughs> even judge it as a negative. That, that 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 that's not the not what I'm trying to point out here. What I'm just saying is is that the less I allow myself to feel it and to feel what's going on here, the more I know that there's something going on that I may not be aware of. <sighs> so on on some shows when I'm with you and we'll talk, I think there was one show. Um, we talked about on the walk today when you know I oh, I, oh, I said the uh, Andy was give, was talking about politics as, as an example politics mm -hmm. in America yeah. and I said I don't use a better example and then he said so what, what would you suggest and I'm like I can't think of it yeah, yeah. but but the point was and this is what happened on that show is that um, I saw you were triggered by something I didn't know what the trigger was mm -hmm. but you re you reacted to and and I, I'm using the example that's easiest because it's just the most uh, yeah it's the most obvious to me it may not even be the most obvious to others but that's and then when you reacted that way i saw there was more going on when i asked you i said what what you know well, what's going on and then um and i think at that point you just said it just doesn't interest me or something like that i don't know yeah. what it was but i knew there was something more which is why we went back to it yeah we had a conversation about it and uh it was i actually don't have anything to say on the subject yeah and that was where, and, and I feel excluded. Yeah, and then you feel excluded. Yeah, and so that was where, on that show, it would have been less personal if I shared that. If you shared that, yeah, I, I, did, I, I wasn't in tune with that. But yeah, 
what's nice, it's always about heightening awareness, right? That, that's it, yeah. And, 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 you know, we don't care. It's more, like you just said, like if something <clears throat> happens, we actually give ourselves the space to look at it and not judge whatever it was. And that, that, that's the beauty of, of at least the life we share is that we get to do and we get to screw it up. And then we get afterwards to look and say, hey, I might have done that differently. This is what it could have looked like, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was, um, as maybe tips, because there will be people listening that may wonder, how do I heighten my awareness around the personal? So there's obvious things, I would say, that are... That you, Step one. Yeah, like <laughs> five ways of... Don't do that. Uh, no, obviously. <laughs> um, I think the one thing I've noticed is, is that if I'm not connected to what the other person is saying, but I'm thinking about my own thoughts, that tends to, that tends to be a big indication that it's personal. So if someone says something, I, I always use the same example because I, I, I just don't have good ones, is when my dad spoke really poorly about my mother, is that when, I, when he did that, and I told you in the past, I would have negatively reacted and started to fight, the shift in our relationship came when I heard him say it. I didn't react. Actually, I thought, "Wow, that's weird." That was kind of the that was the feeling that came up for me. And then it was all about them. It was all about them. Yeah, you said that. You said, you "Dad, what that? makes you say that?" Yeah. So, and 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 that's where I know if I can't make it all about them, that's where I know there's a block in you. In me, yeah, because I mean, I mean, what what you said was uh, in the past when yeah. you were younger, you would react to him, and yeah. then you don't talk to him for ten years. And we won't talk for ten years. Yeah. <sighs> so the whole thing was, is that how am I comfortable and capable of letting go of whatever it is I think he should know, he should see me, he should value me. This is what a dad should be. All of that. That's not right. Shit. Am I? Can I let go of that? so that this person has the opportunity to fully be seen and heard. Because if I can't let go of all of that, then there's a part of me still that's attached to an idea of good, bad, should, shouldn't. Yeah. And, and also share a little bit what happened when you gave him that space. Because in the past, you would react and then he would get angry. Yeah, I'm always so self-conscious of these because I must have told this story 10 times. So I always feel bad, but I'm trying to go over it quickly. But yeah, the, what happened was I broke a pattern. My dad never felt seen and heard. And by saying it, there was him hiding a deep pain that he wasn't able to let out. So by me mm. not taking the, the bait, as it was, to react to the statement, what happened was he was now given all the space, which he'd never been given because he liked to provoke people so he didn't have to be vulnerable, but he would always blame, uh, he would always accuse others of not being vulnerable or he was himself very often not vulnerable. But now he was given a mirror and said, hey, what's going on here? And since there was so much love and compassion and how I engaged, he could do nothing more than just begin to cry. Mm. Because now, now he was confronted with the fact that there was something going on that he wasn't really fully able to embrace, which was the fact that he never liked how it ended with my mom, which is what he then said. So we went from a fight to this beautiful moment. And and the, the switch, like I said, was that as the information came in, anything personal would have been me reacting to it and not me just being present for him. 
So that's a really big indicator hmm. of where, and then we can take another step. So what does one do when they feel the stickiness? When they feel there's something that I'm reacting to, which is, which is being triggered by another, because that's, that's where everyone gets stuck. And I think there's, there's a lot of things you can do. The one thing I would say, take distance from it, because anything you say in reaction isn't going to serve you. Take a deep breath in. Well, I wouldn't even say it worse. I mean, if I, if I did a scale, I would say, say listen, I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't have this talk right now because I see that I'm shutting down or I'm not able to be there with you. They could take full responsibility for your state. And, and this takes a lot of presence in owning where you're at. Yes. It takes a lot of presence. But I just talked to my friend before we began. Remember the show? Yeah. Friend called. We would go to details person. But they've had problems in their rela- relationship. And what's happened is, is there has been a pattern. He says something. She feels judged. She judges him for the... for. So then it just is this it, it, every personal, 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 personal. And so what they've now done is they've said there's certain topics where we see that we get charged and we cannot make it impersonal. So what's the word they now say? We're parking that for the therapist. So that's what they do. They say we're parking that for the therapist. Are you? Is that you? Sometimes. <laughs> um, but the, the, we're parking <clears throat> that for the therapist is basically their moment to say we don't have the tools or capacity to deal with it. But that doesn't mean that we cannot heighten our consciousness and then let it let it happen later. Beautiful. And that's that's a first step, right? It takes discipline because it's so easy to fall into the into the trap, right? I'm right. I'm right now. So that that's kind of the one thing that with this personal impersonal dichotomy that I find really important is that either you break the pattern by putting a pause in place, or this is what I often will say to you and. And I think it's uh, something that that um, I've repeated a hundred times, and I'll repeat it a hundred times more. Is that if you allow people to interpret, they're going to interpret, and it's not going to be in your favor. You and, said in your book also, Andy. Did I? Yeah. Oh, funny. Okay. Um, Wounded the, healer. I just don't remember <laughs> the chapter. <laughs> Page forty-eight, chapter five. Um, the um, when we don't reveal what makes us make a decision or makes us respond a certain way and let the other person see us, then that's exactly the moment when they can interpret and then make it personal. So in, in mm-hmm. some weird way, there is a little bit of magic here, and I'll, I mentioned it when we started the show, and I'm going to come back to it again, is that our emotions, are we experience them personally. Like, I'm angry, I'm pissed, I'm happy, I'm, I'm frustrated. Like, those... There's the experience of them, but then there's the observation of that experience. Mm. So a feeling can be just like a book. It can be just like another person. It can be just... So we make a, a feeling less personal by seeing it and not being it. Nice. And then if we can see it... And, so, so, and that, so not getting lost in the emotion... Well, you, you, there's a, there's a mix because there's yes, yes, I, not getting lost in the emotion, but there's a trick to it because I've also seen that people think, and this is where the trap is, that they can be so intellectual that they see their emotions and they actually are beyond emotion. So so what they do is they shut down their emotion and then 
basically they uh, they're not really there. People don't trust you. That often happens. So someone says, "Oh, I, I already got through those emotions. I already know that. I've already been in there." So in a way, you don't. There's a trap because there's a there's the scene and the being. Those two are balancing. It's not like I see and there's no being, or I'm being and there's no seeing. So these two things need to interplay with one another. So the seer is the person who sees the emotion. The beer is the one who experiences, experiences it. Nice. And, and if I'm in a discussion with you and I say, Bambos, I was really angry at what you said yesterday. And I don't, I'm not happy with how it went down. And I, so basically I'm the seer, but I'm not showing any of the beer. So I can't take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, you know, but I mean, there are people that talk like that. There's yeah. especially men who feel like they've got a command over emotions at times. So, the, the, the interaction would look more like, I, I, I got to be honest with you, yesterday I was angry and I could feel it and I noticed that when you said this, it triggered me and, uh, and it was not easy for me to deal with it. So, so now I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from the seer, but I'm also letting the beer be, be seen and experienced. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the weird, a lot of people want to be one or the other and it's not that easy. Because we have to be able to be an experience, but if we're just that, then it would be different. Like, you're a fucking asshole. Why did you do that? You know, that that would be just being and no seeing myself and allowing it to become less personal. So there's a balance in there that's not, uh, that's not always easy to find. I think we should give a workshop. Sounds like a good workshop. I see an XY axis. <laughs> So the x axis would be favorite. The x axis would be <laughs> impersonal, but the y axis would be personal. <laughs> I think under each podcast you should make a little diagram. <laughs> a little diagram. My favorite paradox graphs. I love my paradox graphs. Yeah, it's really how your brain works, right? It does. I, I when I when I use paradox as a frame for seeing the world, it helps me. Uh, it helps me make sense of what I see. And it helps me not uh, not confine it too too tightly, because I think we all need constructs to make sense of the world. Mm. And hopefully, we're using constructs which we're we're not blind to that they also have limitations. So, I often want the kind of Occam's razor. I want the smallest the, the smallest statement that makes the most sense. Yeah. So yeah, when I we 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 worked together for years now, and if you, you and I, 2014. <laughs> What's the day? Do you know the day? Uh, uh, so, somewhere like July. Oh, is that right? When, well, yeah. When um, if if we go back to this podcast title, the one thing that changes everything. Can you also see how everything we've ever done has always been in this direction? Yeah. And of course, if I said to you, Bambos, this is the one thing you have to learn, <laughs> it would never have worked because it's too intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, inca- it doesn't. I had, to, I, had, I had to embody it. Yeah. 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 You, it, and I think what happens is it's like when you finish your, when you, when you do more and more of your own journey, you can look back and make sense of it. And it all sounds so reasonable because we get to, we get to write the history in the way that the narrative that suits us best. Yeah. But um, I think the case, as, as I mentioned over and over again, my mentor, he would always 
be so stringent in this one area that it, in time, like through osmosis, they often would say that in the Buddhist practice, the, uh, the, the teacher doesn't teach. They just exhibit the behavior, and then the, the student learns through the emulating the teacher. And in that way, I, I think this was one of the greatest <clears throat> learnings I ever took away from him was that, that every time I was reacting to my environment, I was not in touch with some part of myself. Mm. And, then, and then life became much more of this inward reflection on what's going on right now. Not over, oh, but right now, what's going on right now? And um, I think when you, you might say, Andy, like when I'll come up with words or, or um, in situations, it's very much when I'm feeling the spaciousness just to be present with the now, it, everything comes much easier. Hmm. And of course, if I'm thinking of future or past, all of a sudden I, I, I have a harder time just being connected to, to the moment yeah. and making it less personal. Because then again, imagine if I need to get somewhere, I have a goal and I have attachment to that goal. And then you come and tell me what's not going to happen. You, you, then then I either embrace that there's an aspect of Andy that wants to get it done, which is fine. I don't judge that Andy. And maybe it does need to get done for a lot of reasons. But I don't let that Andy be the actor in dealing with it. I don't let his anger, his frustration, I just say, okay, it's not getting done. What needs to happen so that it gets done and there's a spaciousness in how I'm reacting to it? Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like inquiry. Yeah, it's a constant inquiry, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Instead of getting um, wrapped up in the statement from the person, like, you're not going to achieve that. No. Yeah, exactly. And you, you I know <clears throat> you, because in in you, how you're interacting with life and with situations like you did with your sister, that was a bit of a joke. But I also know when people criticize you or have uh, thoughts, you, you react very similarly nowadays. So you, I don't see you react from trigger so much. No. I, I also experience myself. That's why I say in the beginning of the show, I'm really grateful. Mm. Uh, I mean, if I think about my background, uh, I did not have an, an issue with violence. Like I thought mm. violence, uh, shouting, screaming, uh, just being really aggressive was normal. Mm. And, and if I'm sitting in this body this moment and like, I can see, I can see that, and I feel deep gratitude for the. And, and I mean, truth be told, meeting you was one of the biggest blessings I've had. Mm. But I'm not going to put you in a piss, so you're still an old fart. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because case was that for me, right? <clears throat> yeah. And I think what people might confuse with is the difference between a deep appreciation and love, and elevation. I'm sure there's people say, oh, you're elevated, Andy, to the point that you're maybe missing your own connection, right? And I would say, I can see why you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, Andy, if you think mm -hmm. about everything that is going, I don't, I'm quite skeptical using the word wrong in the world, but yeah. just, just the way we are interacting with each other in general, there's not so much kindness. Mm. And this way of being actually invites us to be more kind yeah we get out of the way we get out of the way 
but to get out of the way, we actually need to deal with our own shit. And it's so hard to deal with our own shit that oftentimes we need to blame others for a really long time before. I think that one joke was like, I realized the only thing consistent in all my bad relationships was me. You know, like what point do we then allow ourselves to admit that we might be part of the issue and all the things that aren't necessarily going well. I mean, I mean, it is very easy to go down the route of blaming others mm. because it sometimes it's very painful to look at ourselves and admit that, oh, I'm the issue here. Yeah, yeah. One of those challenges we face is is to say, I am not the issue, but I'm I am also the issue. Because as soon as we make blame, then we go back to the, the dichotomy again of, is he to blame? Am I to blame? Are they to blame? The, 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 so that, that, whole, that whole way of being is actually the challenge that we all face. How do we move out of that? And then a lot of people will call that a non-dual perspective, right? That's a terminology that's used nowadays when, when we say not applying value. And I would prefer uh, not to use terms, but to bring it back to an experience is that at the moment that we see ourselves and we see the, the actor who's also feeling a certain way and, and we see those feelings as not us anymore or not only us, let's say that, and allow that to evolve. It's everyone's, everyone's journey. They get, they get that journey. They, can't, they could have that journey. That's when we have less of the, the war and the less of the identity and the politics. You know, you hate separation, discussing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of the last letter, uh, what I spent a lot of time on the last letter was talking about living in the many different countries and what identity I took from those countries and what I learned about myself from being in a different culture. Mm. So the the thing that really I, I think that I got served by in my life and that they often say travel is the best education was that the assumptions that I'd made about what normal was, was based on everything that, that I was uh, indoctrinated with as a kid. But yeah, what I'm, what I'm getting at is that the, sometimes we can only see what we take personally by knowing that we've been indoctrinated and socialized and taught a certain way of being and we're and. And we can never know how much of an influence that's had on us. Yeah. And, and that's, that's another a piece of humility that, that once one has more of that, it's really much easier to let go of what one thinks is right or wrong and all of that. Mm. Yeah. I really like this show. Yeah, it's sweet. The one thing that changes everything. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.